This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Berteram, do you know how much I love you? Do you, do you has that ever registered yet? Uh, all these years that we've known each other now. Oh God, uh, no, no, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, enough to still be here, but not enough to ever come up and visit Rockford. So. That's not true. I've been to Rockford. I came to your wedding, and I'm more than happy to come back. Can't wait to come to Rockford, uh, for the record. And and secondly, uh, don't get don't get nervous. Nothing big is coming here. But I just you know writing the tweet today. Ready than hanging out with Matt Verderam on stacking the box right now. I I, I want that to register with you. Well, I hang out with a lot of very impo- I, I hang out with a lot of very important people, Verderam, and I'm saying there's no place I'd rather be than with you. Well, I. I really do appreciate it, Carm. It's a, it's a special thing. And uh, I am I'm happy to be here with you as well. I am looking forward to this. We are getting down to the home stretch. Two-thirds through. Two-thirds through, buddy. Week 13. It's incredible. Like, I really feel like this happens every year, though, with me with the NFL. Like, you know, it starts, and you're kind of seeing how things go. Okay, you know, team gets off to a hot start, maybe a slow start, whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden, you look up, and you're like, God, it's week, it's week 10 or it's week you know, 12 or in this case 13. Um, I mean, hell, just on the calendar, tomorrow, it's December 1st. I know. How is that possible? December. And by the way, tomorrow might be remiss. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Matt. It is, uh, I believe we're on day three here. And uh, today is actually the uh, two-year anniversary uh, of my wedding, which you were invited to and didn't come. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It came to yours. You didn't come to mine. No problem. Uh, couldn't get a babysitter or whatever your excuse was. No big deal. <laughs> no, I did not. No, you know we had a you we had, had a who canceled. It was a disaster. It was a long story. Yeah, no, we had we had a we had a great steak and a and a good salmon for you, and and and, and we had super dog for you on the way out. But no, no, don't worry about it. Uh, hey, as, hello to everybody on the chat. By the way, Gonzo the Bees, Eddie E. Good morning to you guys. Appreciate you being loyalists. We uh, it's good to see you and uh, and everybody else to uh, jump on in here. Feel free to talk to us because we definitely want to talk to you. Hey. Uh, Top, top of the top of the rundown today, big show is uh, yes. Are we finally going to get a clear? Are we getting a clear picture of of the contenders here? I mean, Verram, do you have a final four picked out here? Do you do you have any idea in your mind what championship week's going to look like? That's a little bit further than picture of yeah. the contenders. But what do you what do you think about all this? Well, you know, look, I see Ed's asking the question: AFC, NFC title guesses, and and it does factor into what we're talking about here. Um, my initial gut feeling is I'm sure wrong because it's the exact same Final Four as last year, which is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But could happen. I, but I go mean, ahead. Those are the four teams that I think are the best teams in football, and and I and, and I will preface that by saying the Cardinals have been the NFL's best team to this point. They have been. They are nine and two. They've played very well offensively with Kyler Murray healthy. They have played very well defensively. My concern is that Kyler Murray is not healthy. Is he going to be healthy? I don't know. Then you get into Kingsbury's never coached the playoff game in his life. How much does that matter? I think the Bucks will get going. They'll figure it out. The schedule's a cakewalk the rest of the way. I do not know that they'll lose another game. The only game they have that's tough is home to Buffalo in a couple weeks. The Packers, I think, are the best team in football, though, if healthy. 
Like, if they're healthy, I think they are better than Arizona, who they beat, by the way. I think they are better than Tampa. And I think they were better than Tampa a year ago. They just didn't get the job done. Now, on the AFC side of things. Wait, hold on. Just before you leave yeah. the NFC, can we just rewind back to Arizona? Because I do find it interesting. Yeah. Uh, bye week for, for the Cardinals. Colt McCoy going back. He was he had a good game. Now, I'm, I'm thinking you're downgrading it because it came against dysfunctional Seattle, but they're winning games with Colt McCoy. The dude's throwing a couple of touchdown passes. He's completing 35 passes. They're winning without Kyler. I mean, that's pretty – that was not on the radar, I think, for most no, people. They, they won two divisional road games right? With, without Kyler Murray. No, no, I I think that makes them more impressive. Like, I yeah. agree with you, right? The Cardinals are really good. I, my my thing, though, and I think it's nationally shared because you don't see anybody in the world picking the Cardinals to go to the Super Bowl. If they play Brady in the playoffs, if they play Rodgers in the playoffs, like what happens in that game? You know, that's – I never try to look at when, – when we look at these big macro pictures like we're talking about right now, I don't look at who I think would win in week nine. I, I look at who I think would win on January 20th. And all that stuff – matters the experience you know the, the other factors that are of outsized importance you know who can get a chunk play when they need one and, and and by the way it's why i think even regardless of the losing streak the rams scare the hell out of me right now stafford's all beat up like I, mcveigh and, and i'll just be blunt about this like are we sure sean mcveigh is a great coach what has we, sean mcveigh ever done in his career outside of having one year where they shouldn't even have gone to the super bowl if not for one of the worst calls in nfl history like He's a, I, I know he's a good, like, solid coach, but he's touted as though he's a genius. What well, has he ever done to show that he's a genius in the NFL? Well, look, they're 1-4 this year against teams with a winning record. That is not good yeah. for the Los Angeles Rams. We could start there. Uh, as and, and as far as his history, I, there's, no, there's no Super Bowl ring on that finger over there. So, uh, and, and his team's historically have not gotten better as the season goes along. No, they're worse. Right. That's not exactly, uh, you know, what's going on in New England right now as far as great coaching. Well, we're, you know, so so it, it ain't great, and it's certainly not great for Matthew Stafford right now. And, and for the Rams specifically, you're all in over there. I mean, what do you do? You ride it out after if this year ends in, in, in dismay, there's a word, and, and run it back next year? Uh, I right. think you probably do, but because you have no other you choice. You, that's what you do. But, I, I mean, look, and, and we see you know, on, on the screen now, the Cowboys and Rams, cause for concern. I have a lot more cause for concern about the Rams because the Cowboys are going to get healthier. They're going to get the receivers back. They're going to get Lawrence back. They're going to get Gregory back. Who the hell are the Rams getting back? Uh, nobody, as far as I know. I mean, that, that team is what it is. And I would also be even more terrified long term because, my God, they, they, they've mortgaged everything they have. Everything. Like, this is the equivalent of more, putting, like, a lien on the house and then going to Vegas and saying, F it. I'm rolling it, and I'm putting it all on black. And if it comes up red, oh, well, everything's gone. Like, that's what the Rams have done from a football perspective. They bet it all on black. And if, if it comes up black, that's a damn good night. If it doesn't come up black, you need a divorce attorney. Like, that's what's going to happen. And the Rams... You look at them. I mean, Carm, they're not a they're not a top team in the NFC yeah. right now. They're not they're not Arizona. 
They're not Green Bay, and they're not Tampa. Like, at best, they're the fourth-best team in their own conference. We, we got a minor uh, major issue going on during stacking the box. I'm going to have to call out your Arrowhead addict uh, partner, Patrick Allen, for the record. He was uh, – he was he was banging on the door here. He want he, oh there he is. Never mind. He's coming back around. He's in charge of Poppy the puppy right now, and Poppy the puppy is is running wild through the office. I, was, I thought I had to almost get her up and get her back in this conference room, but if we're okay. I'm just glad Poppy the puppy's still alive. Me me too. Me too. My, me too. I I I've scuffled along yeah. here, but we're we're winding back to the more important points of concern here. Look, they made a lot of sure bets here. Nobody was nobody was saying this is a terrible Matthew Stafford trade. People liked it in the moment. I liked it in the moment. I think you did too, right? The Denver trade was not a – I didn't like the Von Miller trade. We both trade. talked about that they overpaid. Yeah, the, but uh, – and and so – but that – that that's like you know that that that's not the steak at the meal that that's the okay fine maybe you took a little bit of a risk on, on the on the mashed potatoes which is a you know it's an important dish but it's it's not it, it doesn't ruin the meal if it doesn't come out perfectly and and overpaying for the the green bean casserole is not great either uh no but this is this is it's surprising where the rams are at and gonzo seeing you here the rams already act like they won the super bowl that's true they they did. It was like they they were playing with house money. Is it that's that's I think that's a fair assessment. You know, I will also say on the Rams, and I will jump to the AFC quickly. Like you watch them, and they haven't just lost the last few weeks. They've gotten boat raced. Like th- those games haven't even been close. Tennessee went in without Derrick Henry and destroyed them. Like that game, I get it. Stafford throws two picks. The game flips. Okay, but that's the problem with Stafford. He throws two picks. And then you play San Francisco, you're never in that game. You get destroyed in that game, 31-7. Then you go play the Packers. Off a of bye week, the Packers are missing half their team. And this is why, by the way, I bring up the McVay thing. I'll, this was the impetus for me thinking about this. So I'm watching that game. The Packers have you and me at receiver with Devontae Adams. Like, the only guy you really have to concern yourself with is Devontae. And I get Randall Cobb, but like, let's be real. You're worried about Devontae Adams. The Rams, in, in an infinite genius galaxy brain move, which, by the way, they did this in the divisional round as well last year, are like, we're not going to put Jalen Ramsey exclusively on him. Nope. We're going to let you dictate who Jalen Ramsey guards with your motions. I mean, how dumb is that? Like, what are you doing? And you know, McVay has this thing where he just does what he does, and he doesn't adjust. He does it offensively, too, by the way, where they never change up their personnel groupings. It is the same group of guys. Every play, play in the play out, we're going 11 personnel. We're running one tight end and one back, and that's what we do, and that's who we are. And that's why, by the way, Carm, you mentioned it, they suck as the year goes on. Because everybody in the league gets enough film to just go, okay, cool, that's what you're going to do, and you're not going to change, and that's how we're going to play you. And you look at the league, and you're like, yeah, man, you can't do that. Like, Matthew Stafford, yes, I, I think he's an upgrade over Goff for sure. And I like that they brought him in. But I also said at the time, and I still feel this way, it's not a slam dunk. He's never won a playoff game. Like, I get he was in Detroit. I'm not holding that against him. I understand his circumstances. But also, like, can you win one playoff? Can you ever do anything of any note? And he's on a team now that a lot of people are like, that's the Super Bowl favorite. And you watch him, and I, I go, oh, he's beat up, whatever. Like, he throws balls. You're like, what are you doing? 
How do you throw that pass? Well, it, it's, it's coming back to bite them in the ass. Yeah, I listen. I was on the Stafford train. I I wanted Tim to prove to the Lions that it's you, not it, it was you, not me. Uh, but it's still them. It it is. But look, you, you got a lot of talent, and uh, your eight and sixty eight record that's being underlined this week against winning teams. Now one and four against winning teams with the Rams. That at some point is going to fall on you, especially when you have really, you can look as great as he can look, as good as any quarterback in the game throwing the football, and then he can just look straight awful. Um, It's, 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 it's a puzzling thing. And here, because I know we got to move on, but the answer to the other side is, on the AFC side, yeah, um, I think Kansas City and Buffalo are the two best teams with, with the caveat of if New England beats Buffalo on Monday night, I will, I will officially change my position. Be, and I think you have to be flexible on that. I, I can't say, oh, you're flip-flop. No, I, just, I have a brain. I watch more football. Um, I, I think the Ravens, to me, I'm sorry. I just don't see it. Like I, That team has won more games this year in ways where you're like, they blow, but somehow like the other team blows more. So Baltimore finds some inane way to win a football game. Like, I – and it's not even like Baltimore is making like some unbelievable play to win it. It's like the other team just can't stop finding a way to lose the game. That doesn't work in January. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC right now, which is a stark departure from I felt a month ago where I didn't know they made the playoffs as they were busy giving up like 800 points a game. That has seemingly changed. They've gotten healthy. Uh, I give you, Carm, all the credit in the world. You were always like, no, 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 they're fine. They're fine. And I was the first one to make, no, they're not fine. They, they're a disaster right now. Well, they are currently fine and now are playing the Broncos at home, the 10-point favorite in that game. I think I think the Chiefs are the best team. And I got look, the Chiefs have a three-game stretch now coming up where they've got Denver at home, the Raiders at home, the Chargers on the road on a Thursday night. I'll make a some semi-bold prediction. If they win those three games, they will be the one seed in the AFC. They will get a bye. Because out of that, they have Pittsburgh at home, Cincinnati on the road, Denver on the road. And if they know that they got to win those three games, they're going to buy, they're winning those games. Bengals are playing well, man. They are. They're the only team left on the Chiefs' schedule that I'd say that's a tough game. But I just think if the Chiefs know that that's the one seed, they will find a way to go out there and win. But you're right. Bengals have good good offensive talent. Defense is playing better than people realize. Um, and, and, I'll, and I'll quickly say on New England, man, I just – Oh, here it comes. Let's go. No, no, no. Let's go. No, I, I might go differently than you think. Okay. Belichick, of course, is, is Belichick. There's no denying that. Defensively, they're really good. Offensively, they're efficient. They're not explosive, but they're efficient. They ask Mac Jones, basically, don't lose the game. Make a couple of throws here and there. Of any team, from a, like, if I put my fan hat on, from a Chiefs perspective, they're the team I at least want to see. Whoa, I did not see that coming. Because Belichick and that defense, like, they could have a half of football where you just don't know what the hell they're doing. Now, the Chiefs should beat them, but Belichick, man, he he has the ability to just screw you up. Like, he does. Whereas I don't think any other team has that ability with Kansas City. Even, like, Buffalo, I think, has more talent than New England. I respect Buffalo. And I think if Buffalo played its best game, they're scarier than New England. But Buffalo's played its best game like three times this year. 
And I know with New England, they're not going to beat themselves. And I, and I hate to say it, but with Kansas City, what is the one thing the Chiefs do? They at times beat themselves. Second most turnovers in football. Second most offensive penalties. Like most drops in the NFL. And if you have a game like that against New England, you go home in January. You go home. I, I, that is my bigger concern if, if, from a Chiefs fan perspective. But I do think Kansas City is the best team in the conference. And if they play well, they will beat anybody home or away. Buffalo, I think, is the next best team. But I think New England is the scariest team to face if you're a favorite in the sense of they will not beat themselves. And that makes them very dangerous. Are we willing to say that everybody missed on Mac Jones? The Bears missed with Fields. The Niners missed with Lance. The Jags. I can't. I they, can't. I, 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 listen, I don't think you can't. I, I, I can't go there yet either, but the, the evidence is mounting. We have mounting evidence. Let, let me ask you this, though, and I'll, I'll let you. If Justin Fields was on the Patriots, what would he look like? Right. And if Mac Jones was on the Bears, what would he look like? All right. fair question. All well, fair I, I question. Think- the reason I can't go there, and I say this all the time, Carm, you know this, I, I, so much about the NFL, especially for quarterbacks, it's about situation and where you go. Like, if Mac Jones was on the Jets right now. Death. Right. I mean, if he's on Jacksonville, it's a, he went to the perfect spot, which, by the way, is part of the deal. That is part of it. That is how it works. Like, Mahomes went to the Chiefs. If, if Mahomes goes to Jacksonville, he's still really talented, but is he, is he this? No, he's not. He's not. He went to the perfect spot. Mac Jones went to the perfect spot. Now, I will say, I think it's fair to say the evaluations of Mac Jones is, oh, he's just bullshit and can't play. No, no, that that is evidently off. But I think so much of what he's done comparative to what other, the other rookie quarterbacks have done this year, I do think a lot of that has to do with where he is and where these other guys are. His NFL readiness has been on display. His ability to, yes, Fine, doesn't have enormous arm strength, but his ability to drop in balls in in the absolute perfect place, we've seen that. Yes, he's very accurate. I mean, these are valuable skills to have as a quarterback. So I actually had it on the table, at least for myself. And by the way, Everest is commenting today. I'm not sure who's running Everest, but I love him. And Who the hell knows if he's involved? Cheeto Freak is just an absolute legend, too, just for his name alone. Um, You know, one of my... Good buddies, uh, good old good old Rob Gins. He loves a good Cheeto, but apparently Cheeto freak hasn't beat. Got to get a good solid orange glaze on the fingers and lick that off. That's the only way you go with your Cheetos. That's but true. look, look, I, it was on the table for me that see Belichick, you needed Brady. Look at what it looks like. Ain't great, Cam Newton. Y- y'all are missing the playoffs. You're gonna do it again, and he has come. And it didn't look great early in the year for him, and I was loving it to be honest. Uh, I think well, with a lot, along with a lot of other people. Right now, the, the Belichick narrative is as strong as ever. Uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty damn good. I, I think we're okay with that. Listen, you know what? And you said this, Carmen. I'm, I'll say it again. Like, this whole thing of, like, is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Is it Brady? Is it, it's both of them. It's both. That's what makes him great. Like, would Belichick have won six Super Bowls without Brady? No, of course not. Would Brady have won six Super Bowls with Dick Jerron? No, he wouldn't have. Okay? Like, he wouldn't have. And that's where we are with this. And then everybody goes, well, he went to Tampa. And what? Look at the team. I mean, my God, it's not like he went to some bum fest and won 14 games. Like, yeah. He's, and he's great, but, like, no one's arguing this. It's the same argument, right? Like, 
Well, would, would Montana and Walsh, like, who is the better? They're both great. They're both great. That's the point. That's uh, the whole uh, idea of it. Montana won a Super Bowl without Walsh. It was Walsh bullshit because you didn't win all of them? With, I mean, come on. Like, they're both great. I, I got it. And to the Brady point, if you had put Matthew Stafford on the Bucks last year, they ain't winning the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. There, there's something about the je ne sais quoi, Verderam, that that Tom Brady brings walking in that locker room. I mean, even it it changed the way the Bucks felt about their capabilities. And then you know he went out and played good enough football. And so you okay, you've got the Bucks and the Pats back in the NFC Championship game, and you've yes. got and and you've got the I mean, Chiefs. Who do you have the Chiefs playing? Buffalo. Oh, you the same. But, oh. but, again, but again, though, I I, I say that in saying full wall. That's not going to happen. You're not going to have repeats in both conferences. It's, I don't think it's ever happened. Maybe it, it didn't. So you have to go back and look. But I mean, I I think look. My, here's what I'm really really confident in right now. The Packers are the best team in the NFC. They are. If they get healthy, that team they're the best team. Um, and in the AFC, Kansas City's the best team. But there's so much uncertainty as to who the hell is going to be uh, getting buys and when the like. I, I think I think my most confident take is the Packers will be back in the NFC title game for a third straight year, and I think the Chiefs will be there for a fourth straight year. I think, but it, it man, there's so much up for interpretation. It really is like this is the wildest year I can remember. In the what What do you think of the Rodgers toe? I mean, I thought it was a great looking toe myself. I, I you know maybe could use an, an extra pedicure now and then, but overall, I thought it was a pretty good toe. Toe's fine. Look, he's but like he's such an idiot with this stuff. Like he goes on McAfee's show and it's like, yeah, it's COVID toe, which like is actually a thing, right? I mean, it's, it's not really it's a slang term, but there's like a, a an actual thing behind it. And then he like gets up there and puts his his gross foot up on the on the platform. And says, hey, here it is. Like fake news is coming after me. It's like, Bro, you just said you have COVID toe. Like. That's like if I came on here and went, listen, I have the flu. And you said, oh, man, that sucks. You have the flu. And I went, oh, screw you, Carm. That's fake news. I don't have the flu. I just have a mild cough. You'd be like, well, you just said, like, what? Like, what the hell are you talking about? So I don't understand what the hell is going on with him. And then and then it comes out yesterday, Rappaport is, by the way, this is, like, really significant. We should actually mention this briefly. Oh, you know, he's not getting surgery on this toe. And then Rappaport put the emphasis on this. As of now. What the hell does that mean? So what, in two weeks from now, what if he aggravates it? He's getting surgery. He gets surgery on his toe, he's done. And I got to tell you, I saw Jordan Love. That ain't happening in a playoff game. Well, look, everybody knows about the toe. Everybody does everything they can in life to win. Someone is going to be stepping on that toe. That's, it's going to be... I mean that's 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 NFL strategy 101 right there. It's it's they're going to go after him and they're going to go after the toe. But you know, he's not practicing. He's according to the x-rays that he's seeing apparently the toe is getting better. But the toe is getting better is is getting better until somebody mangles that toe. Right. And or he play- runs and he and he steps weird. By well, the way, he, we have uh, he, one he, Yeah, go ahead. One review we have to get to from uh, Club Cool Collection, which is a hilarious name. My guy. Five stars. Verdram and Carm are the real deal. Pod has Whoa. gotten better. Credit where credit is due. Thank you very much. Club Cool Collection. By the way, if you haven't already, if you wouldn't mind, if you're watching, if you're listening later. I'll pay you. Carm will pay you, apparently. Please go on 
iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. And if you want, leave a question. We'll answer the question live on the podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who has. You have over 125 ratings and reviews. Can't tell you how much we appreciate it. It has been awesome to join everybody. So, all right, Carm, that's where we stand. Maybe we finish off the segment. Who are your teams in the AFC and NFC title games? Who you got? So, all right, Verum, let me. I'm glad that you asked. I am with you on uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, being there in the NFC. I will ride with the green and gold, but um, let, let's let's go off the board here, Verum. Let, let's not ride the Tampa Bay Bucks. Let's let's let let let's okay. uh, say that that train is going to come to an end in say the divisional round, and I am going to bet on the Arizona Cardinals to make okay. an appearance in the NFC championship game. Uh, I fingers crossed that Kyler comes back. They've been the best team and I like the story. I like the, I, I find all of it to be fascinating and I'm, a, and as much as Tom Brady moves the needle with conversation, I, I'd like to talk about something different. So uh, based on their hopefully better health, their well-balanced football team. And if you can win games with Colt McCoy on the road, uh, I am willing to say the Arizona Cardinals are going to make it on the NFC side. AFC, uh, I am riding the Chiefs because uh, for all the reasons uh, that have been detailed and their four-game winning streak and their seemingly uh, borderline elite defense out of nowhere, um, who do I have in the AFC championship game? This is a this is a very interesting question. Uh, I and to be honest, I, I don't feel confident in anything. But let's go with the back-to-back weeks of of victory. The emerging out of nowhere, the crushing the Steelers, beating the Raiders, crushed Baltimore earlier in the year. We're right there with the Packers. That's right. Let's go with the Cincinnati Bengals in a stunner to the AFC title game. That would be wild if that team's in the AFC championship game. But this year, who the hell knows? Who knows? All on the table. I, I, uh, yeah, I I, I like to, uh, listen, if you're, if you're a gambler right now and you know, this being going against the public has, is, has been working, uh, significantly. So congratulations. If you're playing it that way. Um, I've, not played it that way enough because I am in a partnership and my partner wants to bet on favorites and it's just painful that I so when you pick and choose it doesn't work but so regardless of that um yeah uh Cincinnati why not it, it, it feels super wide open man New England can do it because it is it, it, it it's so I I they can win their the, division still yeah this is I mean, this Wengler is Game back of Baltimore. They already kicked their ass in Baltimore. Right, so, right, who knows? right. Um, uh, Cheeto Freak saying, as a Chiefs fan, I don't want the Bengals to play us because I'd normally like to root for the Bengals to win it all if we get knocked out. Don't worry about that, Cheeto Freak. You, you don't, don't you, you, you know, blood is thicker than water. You, 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 you take out Cincinnati and you're, and you're happy to do it. Don't worry about fan interest here. But uh, hey, Ben Heisler's coming up here in a matter of moments as we'll go through our picks. We got one more topic for you uh, before we get there. A Verham MVP pick. You give us that before we move to Ben. Right now, Brady. Right now, Tom Brady. I don't even like, – who else would you pick? I mean, Josh Allen gets all this shine nationally. Josh Allen has sucked for half these games. If you, By the way, you talk to people who cover the team in Buffalo, they would tell you that. Like, they would tell you he's been wildly inconsistent all year long. I think Brady's the guy. It, it sure as hell isn't Lamar, who 
went out on Sunday night and threw four picks, and a couple of those were some of the worst picks I've ever seen. Um, by the way, like nobody talks about this. He and Ryan Tannehill each have one more touchdown pass and interceptions. Like they've been like quietly brutal recently, like comically brutal. Brady's a guy, I will say this though, with not a touch of homerism in me. If Mahomes has a huge game on Sunday night, as he had a couple Sunday nights ago against the Raiders, that's all of a sudden very in play. Because nobody's taking this thing by the throat. And if Mahomes goes out and has another like four touchdown, 350 yard game, and the Chiefs keep winning, I could see that happening. I could definitely see him. So he's the dark horse I'd watch to charge up the, the, the field here. Uh, but right this second, give me a break. So I would argue, um, I'd argue Rodgers. Uh, I'd even slightly argue Dak. Um, They've been brutal last month, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And we, and we all know, even though it shouldn't be, it's, it, you got the team play matters along with the stuff. Yeah. But Rodgers is interesting. The problem he's got is he won last year, and it's very hard to win two years in a row. Right. His stats are, are are slightly better. Their record is better. I mean, uh, a lot of people thought certainly that uh, it's crazy to be that micro at the moment. But in week one, it's like, ah, eh, Packers are done. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyone, anyone who felt that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that wasn't the case. But uh, God, another MVP for Brady, huh? Pretty, I know, but, I know. Can't wait to give him more hardware. But, I, I mean, 44 it, years old. It looks the same damn guy as he was 15 years ago. It's incredible. It, it's, it's not quite that, but, but it's, it's, been, it's, it's been amazing. There's no doubt about it. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. All right, let's bring in our guy, Ben Heisler, the managing editor, bet-sided, always ready to dance on your dance floor with our six games on the slate each week. Hello, Ben. What's up, Karm? What's up, Verderam? Yes, I suppose in this moment it is my dime, it is my dance floor, uh, but really, the, the full jukebox belongs to you guys. It's always good to be here. Yeah, well, I like I like the little KU look today, uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, for all you uh, – College hoop fans, it's uh, good to see it coming around. We're certainly not talking about Kansas football, but let's stay on. Let's stay on point here and uh, get into our Week 13 schedule. And we are starting with Dallas and New Orleans. Uh, and hey, this is uh, a get-right week for for one of these two. And uh, yeah, a little uh, Thursday night action here with the let's see what is what are our stats here? Hang on a second. We've got uh, Dal. Is it is that holding uh, Ben Heisler? Dallas is a five and a half point favor. The number at forty seven. Is that is that right at this very moment? No, it's actually moved uh, as of this morning. The Cowboys, Four and a half, right? Cowboys actually going in the wrong way. It's moving towards the Saints at home. Saints are now minus or excuse me, Saints are plus four and a half at home at the dome. It really hasn't mattered. Uh, given how they've played, they've lost some, some bad games at home to Buffalo, lost the game a couple weeks ago uh, at home to the Falcons. I, it's weird because in the fourth quarter, they're actually going back and, and they're completing some passes, but it's a lot of soft coverage. Uh, Simeon's looked okay, but again, it's because he hasn't handled the blitz well in quarters one through three. I, this game is really 
tough initially, but I still feel like Dallas has to bounce back here. They've been the more consistent team. Um, I actually consider it an advantage for them with Mike McCarthy off the field. I I think he actually could make some positive plays in that regard. And if anything, let's say Zeke is is, is going to sit in this game. Um, There's reports Jerry Jones had mentioned, I think uh, on a radio show in Dallas that they plan to give him a full workload, but he's clearly not healthy. Tony Pollard's been a top five running back in yards per carry this season. He also has more explosive ability in this career, more so than Zeke Elliott. In fact, he's had a lot of touchdown vulture if you're, if you're playing in the fantasy side. I, I look at this game and I think this is an opportunity for the Cowboys to, to get back right. I see some more points on both sides because right now the Cowboys haven't been great on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I kind of like the total in this game, but I'm more leaning towards the Cowboys, even with the sharp money in the early portion of the week going towards New Orleans. Y'all yeah, be brief. The Saints stink. Uh, I'll take the Cowboys to cover this. The Saints can't score a point. They have no offense. I defy anybody here to name the top three receivers in the Saints. The team is atrocious offensively. Austin Carr. <laughs> Go Cats. Come on. Here's a Dan Abramowitz in, in culture. I mean, they they suck. So, yeah, I'll, I, will take the, I will take the Saints to lose by more than four and a half points in this game. All right, fair enough. Let's quickly move on then, because uh, Verram, you're uh, you were very definitive there. Baltimore and Pittsburgh meeting for the first time this year. They'll of course uh, do it again uh, the last week of the season. Yep. They see each other, but uh, look, the, the Ravens coming in off of uh, a, a nip and tuck battle, and and the, the the Steelers coming in off of getting smoked by the Bengals. The number on this one is uh, Baltimore's a three point favorite on the road, forty four. Ben. Yeah, I, I think that's not – normally you think of these AFC North battles as very low scoring in cold weather. Uh, I'll, I'll have to check and see what the wind is going to be in this game because, remember, wind is a key factor in totals. It's not even about snow. It's not even about cold weather. Um, but I, I actually think you'll see some points between these two teams. I think it'll be a little bit more back and forth. Uh, I know that Big Ben is cooked, and he's been cooked for a long time, but – um, especially with how bad the Raiders have been. And, you know, Vernon, I feel like we've talked about this every week. You know, we're still waiting for the Ravens defense to be the defense that we're accustomed to seeing over they're, the course they're of good. this year. They're, they're atrocious. They're um, not good. They're 30th. Uh, our Matt Tessera wrote this up. They're 30th this year in opponent yards per pass attempt. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Pittsburgh has had all sorts of issues lately on the defensive side of the ball. And even that's with, with TJ Watt back, he can only do so much on his own. So I I'm actually going to go over on the total. I think Lamar starts to get back in rhythm. And I also think you'll see the Steelers uh, exploit Baltimore's inability to stop some big plays down the field. So give me the over on 44. I think people are looking at this from, from a, a typical AFC North narrative. And I just don't think that's the case this year. I'm going to take Pittsburgh's money line in this game. I think they're going to win this game outright. And it's not because I think Pittsburgh's good. I don't think Pittsburgh's good. I think Ben Roethlisberger has maybe a worse arm than me at this point. Um, But these games are always tight. They're always brawls. The Steelers have always played Lamar well, always. You go back and look at his numbers against Pittsburgh, he struggles mightily in these games. Now, Watt being on the COVID list, scary, but if he's back for the game, fine. Um, I think Pittsburgh is going to hold them down to a, to a large degree offensively. The Ravens, and this is weird because I honestly, like I have a lot of respect for them and I, I love their coaching staff and Jackson is the most unique player in the game. 
they're kind of frauds this year. Like they really are. If you look at them, that I don't care that they're eight and three. They should have like four wins this year. That team has been a mess. Game after game after game, they've been bailed out by these weird, weird, weird games against bad opponents. I am I am taking Pittsburgh to win this game close. Pittsburgh also knows they lose this game, they're finished. They have to win this game. So I will take them to win a low-scoring game right around the total, 23 to 20, something like that. I think they win. Interesting. That's a bit, That would be a huge bounce back, and uh, maybe, maybe they can do it. Speaking of that bounce back, by the way, or the bounce forward would be the Bengals who just routed the Steelers, and Cincinnati's at home against the enigmatic Chargers coming in off a loss to the Broncos where Justin Herbert was picked off twice. It's an interesting number here. Cincy, you would think, would be given more than two. And, you know, look, I don't know. I mean, the the Chargers have not been playing. Even when they're getting wins over Pittsburgh, they're sneaking by. The number's 50. That screams Cincinnati, which makes me think that you should be picking the Chargers here, Ben. Yeah, the the Mark Harmon school of thought of of zigging when everyone else is zagging. I I, I get that play, especially in the betting world. I, I, I do like the Chargers, and actually this number has moved in the Bengals' favor. They're now minus three at home against the Chargers. And in first glance, and this is sort of where I think the odds makers can try and trick you a little bit because Bengals have been doing a great job running the ball. Their offensive line has stabilized a lot this year compared to in years past. Um, and it's actually hid some of Joe Burrow's deficiencies this year. He's had some turnover issues, and the Bengals have lost to some bad teams this year. They lost to the Bears. They've lost to the Jets. Um, Chargers coming in a little bit more of a desperate team in this situation. And actually the West coast to East coast trips have not been much of an issue for, for Justin Herbert. The, the big thing here though, and this is where I'm, I'm still struggling to have any sort of conviction in this play, even though I want to take the chargers. Um, but the chargers are awful against the run and the Bengals have made that a defining part of their offensive game plan. Joe Mixon, I think now has eight or nine consecutive games with a touchdown. He had two last week. In theory, the Bengals should just run all over the Chargers all day and make it a fairly easy victory. But the NFL just doesn't work like that. So I I like the Chargers to come back, sneak one on the road, especially with the Bengals kind of of being a little high and mighty on themselves. Remember, this happened to them earlier this year where they finally got ahead of the pack, lost a couple games that they shouldn't have, and had to use their bye to readjust. I think the Chargers are the more talented team. If they can find a way to slow down the run, I think they'll be able to move the ball against Cincinnati. It's funny, actually, I think the Bengals are more talented. Like, I think Herbert is great, but the Chargers treat Herbert like he's radioactive and let him throw the ball at, like, four-yard intervals. Like, Joe Lombardi, their offensive coordinator, it's like he thinks they have Drew Locke as their quarterback. Like, he's just terrified. If you watch them, but they are horrified to throw the football more than, like, seven yards in a shot. The Bengals, they're young and they're talented which means they could win any week, but they also are going to have games where they're, they're weird and they, yeah, they, they don't focus. But what have the Chargers done that makes you go, yeah, they're going to win? Like, they're 2-4 and four in their last six. They lost to Minnesota at home. They just got boat raced by Denver. Like, you watch them. They can't stop anybody. Anybody. Teams just move the ball well against them. Like, I kind of think Cincinnati's going to kick their ass in this game. Like, I, I really – and I, I get the argument that, hey, Herbert's going to go in. They're going to play well enough. to like, They certainly could win. But I just 
like Ben, you brought it up. I think it's just gonna. Happen. I think Mixon's just gonna rush for 150 yards in this game. It just feels too easy, right? But you know what? Some, you're right. Like, and you're right. Sometimes the NFL doesn't work that way. But sometimes you'll, you know, you make that bet the other way, and then the middle of the second quarter, you're like, oh my god, like, why, why right. is Mixon's running for another 18 yard clip? Like, I, I just. I think this is going to be one of these games you'll look up and you're like, well, yeah, Mixon just ran for three touchdowns and Burrow threw for 280. And the Chargers have Herbert throwing for six yards in attempt. And it's just like, yep, that's all. I, I will take the Bengals. In a game, I admit, anything's possible. But I just think the Bengals are going to beat them by a couple of scores. Really, really quick, just to take a look at WinBet's futures for the AFC West. They've yep. been high on the Chargers all year. They have. They've also been incredibly low on the Broncos all year. And I actually talked to one of their senior odds makers over there and asking him, like, why do you not see anything in the Broncos? This is after they got off to a hot start. I followed up with them after they've won three other last four games. And they basically said, worst quarterback in the division, too high, too low. We believe the Chargers are a more likely team to contend. Now, again, it's a week to week basis. And the Broncos are now 10 point dogs going into Kansas City. But they still buy the Chargers. They were the ones that had um, Justin Herbert as one of the top three MVP candidates going into this year based on their projections. So I don't know whether or not it's it's a reflection of where they stand with the Chargers, whether, whether it's liability for them, but, but they buy into this team a great deal. They haven't shown it lately, but I, I do think there's plenty of talent there for them to be able to the, turn it around. The Chargers for, for Winbet at one point were the favorite in the division. I'm assuming they're not now. No, no, no. The Chiefs are minus 200. Chargers are okay. plus 275. Broncos are 10 to 1. Uh, Las Vegas is also 10 to 1 to win the division. Okay. W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com for all your gambling needs. That's right. Go to winbet.com. All right. Let's move on. The back in it, baby. Way to go, Ron Rivera. Way to go, Washington football team. Three wins in a row. And they're on the road at, holy cow, wow, beating Dallas on Thanksgiving. No one saw that coming. Thank you, by the way, uh, from a Raiders perspective to Anthony Brown, who uh, was the master of the pass interference penalty at the most important times. So thank you uh, for everybody in Raider Nation. Las Vegas here, Ben, at home. They're a three-point favorite. The number is 48. Yeah, uh, a little bit of movement in this game over at Winbet. It's moved down in favor of Washington. They are now plus two and a half on the board going into Las Vegas. And actually, we've seen the over climb up from 48 to 49. Uh, Washington's been impressive lately, and it's all started with their defense. And it's remarkable considering that they haven't had Chase Young the last couple games, but they've generated pressure. Their secondaries looked really good. But I'm also trying to to figure out. Okay, we the Washington the game against Tampa Bay opened my eyes and then okay, like maybe this is just like their week. But they've done it now for for three weeks in a row, and I loved Seattle going to the Monday night game. Seattle was my survivor pick, and uh, it's it's still a sensitive subject uh, for for now. I was one of five out of five hundred forty something going into the week, and Russell Wilson twenty nine nine and zero in his career against the spread, ten and two on Monday night football. No longer the case. Um, the, the Raiders got a nice win and I think everyone just happened to be on the Cowboys and they saw that number climb up and up and up and Dallas is in the midst of one of those stretches. But I think I've seen more to like from Washington over the past several games than I have from the Raiders who got a big win, but it was one game and they've also had back-to-back blowouts at home. 
So I like the Washington side. I think the line is moving in the right side. I would jump on it sooner rather than later because I don't think it's going to get back to three. If you like it at two and a half, you're probably going to have to like it at two and even lower. So I like Washington to cover on the road. Do you like the money line? Yeah. Yeah, they're plus one. They're plus 125. I don't mind that one bet. Yeah, I like it too. You know what? I will say the only thing that concerns me is it's a big rest differential. Like the Raiders are coming off of a mini buy essentially, and Washington played Monday night. They got to go all the way across the country, but I just like I don't know, man. Like the Raiders beat Dallas, and I and I give them a lot of credit for that. Dallas also took like two hundred yards worth of penalties, and that game went to overtime. Like if Dallas even plays halfway decent in that game, they win by two scores. Like that game was more about Dallas to me than it was about the Raiders. I. I, can't you just see this being a game where Heineke goes in there and throws like 28 of 33 for like 320 and two touchdowns? Like I just I, – I would stay away from this game if I were, you know, looking to bet on a game. I would stay away. But I think if you're going to bet it, I, I just take the points. And I'd probably just take the money line at that juncture straight up. Like I think Washington at this juncture is just a better football team the Raiders are just their and one thing about Washington this game, and I know they're without Chase Young. If Washington gets pressure on Carr, this game's over. Like that this game will go completely off the rails if they can get pressure. So I'll take Washington on the road to win. NFL world falling in love with uh, the Washington football team. Verem, you're a part of that NFL world. All right. There we go. Denver and Kansas City. Chiefs are off a bye. Broncos off a nice win. But speaking to Ben's point, nobody believes in Denver. uh, Or maybe it's just massive belief in Kansas City again. But a 10-point favorite at home, 49. So uh, it's a non-belief in the Broncos offense here, Ben. I've finally started to see Kansas City turn the corner. And I feel like we're going to get back to this point where – Everyone's back all over him again. Double-digit favorites against the Broncos feels like too much, but again, it's largely reflective of a betting public that's going to be all over Kansas City. The line hasn't moved, which actually has surprised me a little bit. I thought some sharp money would come in on Denver um, being double-digit dogs on the road, and also considering how good Teddy Bridgewater has been in his career, not just on the road covering the spread, but also as an underdog covering the spread. It's like somewhere in the 70 to 75% range. Of covering, And I think they do it again this time. They, Bridgewater has played Kansas City fairly well throughout the course of his career. I think about the Carolina game last year where they probably should have won at Arrowhead. Um, Sunday night game, not afraid of the moment. He's finally starting to get all of his receivers healthy. Um, and the Chiefs, for as good as their defense has been, if Bridgewater is connecting and he's accurate, um, you know, they when they've played Denver in the past, it hasn't been him. It's been Locke who's been you know, prone to turn the ball over. And Bridgewater has done it, I guess, to a certain extent, but nowhere near the level that Locke did. I I think they keep this game close. And I like being able to take Denver as a double-digit dog on the road in prime time. Kansas City certainly can blow them out. It's a week-to-week league. But I I do expect, and again, they're coming off of a bye, and that's been Andy Reid's forte. Uh, But I, I do like Denver at least to keep it within 10 points. I think that line is too high. So... I have gone back and forth on this because I think the Chiefs will win the game. Um, but I've debated uh, 10 points is a big line. And typically with the Chiefs this year, if the line's been big, I, I go against them. Now, recently, they've been covering. They've not only been winning, they've been covering. Which they've been a really tough team to handicap this year. 
I mean, and Ben, as you know, my God, the last year and a half, they, they didn't cover anything. Even when they won, they never would cover. Now they're covering. Uh, they beat the hell out of the Raiders. They covered easily against Dallas. Um, but here, So here's what I'm looking at. So last year, the Chiefs played Denver at home, Sunday night game, about this time of the year. They won 22-16. to 16. It was an ugly game. They drove the ball for a million yards, but they could not punch it in the red zone. They also had that weird play, Frank Chief fan who might remember, where Tyreek Hill caught a very bizarre touchdown pass, and it was ruled an incompletion. Right. And even he didn't think he caught it. Like, <laughs> nobody reacted whatsoever. And then they looked at it like five minutes later, and they're like, yeah, he caught it. Um, that would have covered, you know, a 10-point spread. Bridgewater last year, they played, as you mentioned, Ben, they played Carolina in Arrowhead. The Chiefs won 33-31. Bridgewater threw 49 times for 310 yards. So yards per attempt, nothing special, about six yards. He had two touchdowns, no picks. I also ran for a touchdown. Carolina attempted like a 68-yard field goal to try to win the game. At the end, they did not get it. All this said, it's like, which way do you go? I am going to lean that the Chiefs cover for one reason after all that. Off a of bye, Reed just – they don't lose. They come out. They're very good in these games. And it's the kind of game I can live with myself if I bet it and I and I take the Chiefs and they just win by seven. And it's like, okay, I can see that happening. I could also see it happening where Kansas City comes out and wins like 38 to 13. And you're like, why did I – like, why? Why did I not bet them to cover? I think their defense is for real. Denver's offensive line has struggled. I think they're going to get to Bridgewater in a way they did not last year because they had no passers last year when they were winning all those games. They will get home. I think they can cover Denver man-on-man, even though Denver has better receivers than people realize. And on the offensive side, I do think Denver will give the Chiefs some problems, but I think the Chiefs will do enough. I, I see the game ending up being somewhere like 27-13. to 13. And so give me the Chiefs to cover. According to uh, to Walter Football, they, they keep track of current uh, coaches' records um, in, in a wide variety of, of trends. Andy Reid in his last 12 years coming off of by, you said the, the record is great. Only seven and five against the spread. Good stat. Good solid that stat. That is interesting. But still says I should take the cover. Let, let's wrap up with my favorite game this week, gentlemen. We're going Monday night football. We're going New England and Buffalo. They're going to see each other twice in the next four weeks. I think it's a slight to major edge for Buffalo if they have a bye in this time period where uh, while the Patriots are going to go off to play the Bucs. Um, Ron, you have it backwards, your champ. Buff, do I have it back? Who do, who do, New England has a bye. New England has the bye next week, right. So Buffalo's it, at Tampa next week. That's what – correct. Sorry, I flipped that around. My bad. So Buffalo, then a bye, then Indy, and then Buffalo uh, for the Pats. And then the other, yes. the other side is – Okay, let's play New England on Monday night. Then let's go play Tampa, Carolina. Fine. Then you got to play um, New England again. So that's a that's a tough slate for for the Bills. But I guess we can just focus on this Monday night. And it's a th- Buffalo's a three point favorite, which is super interesting considering how well the Patriots have been going. I, I would have thought one, two, maybe even pick them. The number is at forty five. Ben, where are you going? I like Buffalo in this game because I feel like the the love for New England. I'm, again, I'm going right back to the Mark Harmon school of, of zagging when everyone else is zigging. Uh, Buffalo, for all the times that they have failed to find consistency, understand the importance of this game. 
especially with New England at the top of the division where they absolutely need to get a win and a crucial win at home. Listen, Patriots defense is tops in points against this year. Their offense has is now top seven. You know, Mac Jones has actually legitimately given himself a case to be amongst the conversation with Jamar Chase for, for rookie of the year. And I laughed at that idea a couple of weeks ago. So I think he had maybe 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, yeah, he was keeping the team alive uh, and just sort of managing the game, doing a nice job. But now he's really starting to take a, a nice grasp of this offense. But uh, even with New England's talented defense, Buffalo does have a lot of weapons to be able to use. And you're starting to see one weapon that nobody talked about at the beginning of the season. But if you guys remember how good Matt Breida used to be before he would get hurt in San Francisco, that's a really good weapon for them. Speedy guy, strong up the middle when it comes to opportunities to run the game. Like they, they're not using Zach Moss or Devin Singletary that much anymore because they believe in what Breida can do. Following that, you have Cole Beasley in the middle of the field. You have Stephon, De- Stephon Diggs. Emmanuel Sanders is still hanging around. Dawson Knox has become a nice red zone threat. Um, the loss of Tredavious White is important, but I do think Buffalo at home in that environment will be the toughest test for Mac Jones that he's faced thus far. And I still think it's going to be an opportunity for even just three points. Uh, they probably should be favored by a little bit more, to be perfectly honest with you. So I, I like taking Buffalo minus the points here. I do too. I do too. And if I was going to, Think about uh, the tease to take the under as well, because I think the under is going to hit. Buffalo's defense is really good, and Tredavious White being gone is a killer against certain teams. The patch of no receivers. Like, I, I don't think I'm buying on the against. Kendrick Bourne train. No, I am not. No, I am not. <laughs> hey. His family isn't buying on that train. Okay. It's one of my no. favorite interviews. He's a, he's a good fr- a friend of the program, but go ahead. He, he, come on. I don't care if he's the Pope. He's an average NFL receiver. Like, I, it is what it is. Okay, fine. Great, not a bad player. Was a bad student in high school. Got himself together. Made it. Made it to the NFL from a D two school. Now going cross country. Love the story. He's a fine individual. He's an average receiver. Like that's what he is. And I think the Bills win this game. Look, the Bills are at home. They have to win this game. They lose this game, they I'll win the division. Like that, that. that's where we're at here with Buffalo. And you start. They lose this game. You start talking about. Can they, are they going to get the playoffs? Like, that's – I mean, that's a real conversation. I think they would, but that would be a real conversation, especially with Tampa up next. Um, I think the Bills win. I think they win this game. I think they win by, you know, 7 to 10 points. I believe New England is good. Obviously, Carmen, we talked about earlier on the pod. I will also say this. New England has beaten a lot of really crappy teams this year. Like, they beat the Jets twice. Like everybody, by the way, Bleacher Report put out this, this, this graphic. They've got the best – Point differential in football. You know, shit. They beat the Jets and the Falcons by combined like 85 points. I mean, yeah, you're going to have a good point differential when you play two teams that couldn't beat Vanderbilt. Okay, yeah, like, yes. So they beat the Jets twice. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Panthers. I mean, think, you know, they, they, the, the two wins that they've had this year, they also beat Houston. The two wins they've had this year, they're like, that's a good win. Chargers on the road, Browns at home. And I don't think anybody's looking at the Browns and being overly impressed with that team over the last month. And the Chargers cannot win a game over the last six weeks. So if the Pats win this game, I am happy to say, hey, look, they're they're a legit contender, all that. I got to see them win a game like this. I, I got to see that. You can look at Buffalo and and look at New England and, and still think both of them are, are competent, solid playoff teams in the AFC. 
but like everybody in the AFC and pretty much everybody in football, there's flaws that are fairly noticeable. And if you exploit them on the right week in the right matchup, you're going to match up well. This this feels like the opportunistic time to back Buffalo before they inevitably lose some game a couple of weeks from now that they should win. Ben, you want to stick around for one second from this fight that I'm about to have with Verderam, or do you want to leave? Do you Let's like to be it. involved? You want to stick yeah. around? Good. Okay. Hey, Verderam. Yeah. What's your beef with Skip Bayless? The dude, the dude is is having he's a, a, he's a, a he's a clown. That's my beef with him. He is one of the most successful people in the history of this business. You you got mad at him on Thanksgiving, the day of the day of being grateful because he was having a meltdown about his Cowboys. You're screaming about Bayless. I am here, and Ben, feel 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 free to back me or go with Verderam on this. But and and Gonzo the Beast, Gonzo's, Gonzo's going right at him uh, with the F word. Bayless gets. There's a lot of people in media who rip on the most successful people in media because they do outlandish stuff. But the, the, what's he making? $8 million a year, which I think is more than three of us combined just by a, a hair or two? Not, <laughs> uh, yes, I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. Uh, I, you're you're going to roll your eyes, but I, I swear to God I mean this. Yeah. I would rather have my dignity. You'd rather have I'd what? Rather, I'd rather have my dignity. Oh, you go. I'm going to crawl under the table for $8 million a year? I would, I would, honest to God, I'd rather have my dignity. Uh, what, 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 wait, why does he lose dignity for just doing uh, for the Cowboys? Why does he lose? You know why? And, and I'm serious with this. I'm dead serious. Okay. For the longest time, he was one of the best columnists in the country. Uh huh. He made a good career doing that. Yeah. And he could have gone on these shows and he could have made millions of dollars and he still could have been a realistic person who has an opinion, who's insightful. Nick Wright, who is your friend, who has come on the pod, is, I'm sure, and I don't want to talk about Nick's business, but I'm sure, doing very well for himself. Okay? He is. I yes, have not correct. lost respect for Nick Wright as a human being. And neither, and I bet you Nick would sit there and say, you know what? I, I did it. I, I'm, I'm making God knows how much money. Okay? I won't speculate on that, but I'm sure the man's making plenty. And he's done it without compromising every fiber of who he is as a human being. Like, I, no, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I'm serious. But, you but, asked but, a question. But, yeah, no, I got like, it. I, 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 I got it. I would never it. in a million years act but, like that. I don't care if it's for $1 million. I wouldn't. Okay, I really but, wouldn't. But let, 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 me just, let me just say this, and, and perhaps we should have done this argument offline, but I think it's actually good, good YouTube content. Look, uh, let me, and, and I don't mean to, to shoot at myself, at Ben, or you who love sports to the end of the earth, but is what we do important? Does any of this no, really matter? No, God, no. no. Right. Do, so do, who, you want, do you want the philosophical answer or, or the, <laughs> the answer in reality? Either way, give me give me deep philosophy out of the out of the Indiana University it, if you it, got it or whatever. Probably the answer that will will, will get me in, in trouble in some retrospect, but here it goes. We are living in a society where people tend to believe what is said. Again, not informed people, but if Skip Bayless goes out and launches something that we know as sports fans is an absurd take or an absurd argument, again, it is sport. It is not something that truly encompasses the most substantial and impactful values in our life. But 
media is becoming more and more personality driven, right? And now more and more focused on content and media is on big personalities saying outlandish things in the hopes that it'll go viral so people will respond. You brought, you brought up Nick. I know Nick as well. I think very highly of him. And I do think that a lot of what he says is truly gut, heart, belief backed up with data. And I think that's the proper way to be able to do that type of job. If you are embracing the world of debate from either sports or politics or news or whatever have you, that's the way to go about and do it. If you are understanding of what the entertainment value of what Stephen A and what Skip Bayless do, if you understand the heel turn of that industry, then I get it because there's a niche market for it. There are people that are going to embrace it. My issue is the more of the societal one where we're saying this is the fact, this is the end all be all and not allowing for any sort of nuance to go along with it. The, the fact that the guy can drool all over himself on Thanksgiving as a reaction to the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> and it gets m- m- millions of views, millions. Um, you know, I want that for myself, Ram. I'm willing to, uh, you know, maybe maybe I need to work on, I mean, I want to do. You can have it. Well. And everything that comes with it, you can have there's it. There's a lot that does come with it. But it, 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 from the outside looking at it, does it? it to it Carm's looks... point, to to growl you, on a selfie for twenty three <laughs> seconds and have it generate over a million views is a pretty remarkable accomplishment. I mean, th- that's that's an amazing job. Like, and Verres like this guy's. I'm like, I'm like, hey man, it's Thanksgiving. Talk. Yeah, he was, Roy, he was Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. Just going, <laughs> great show. Million, million you plus. Got, you asked my opinion. And I'm giving it. I got that. That's why. I, I pay, that's why I pay you the big bucks for it. If I was, if I was running Minute Media, da- damn straight. You get, you have your opinions, and and you're willing to go at Bayless, which is. By the way, look, hey, yeah. First of all, by the way, and I, you know this is going to end up biting all of us, because this is going to get clipped out. I'm going to have to deal with Dang the answer. Him. Oh my god! So thanks for this, Carm. By the way, this was a genius. <laughs> no, you. I, 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 this I, is yeah. good content, in my opinion. Go ahead. Anybody, anybody, no, I, it, it's it's. We'll have a conversation about this later um, <laughs> because I, I disagree with you. But that being said, um, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. You know how I feel. I, listen, he makes his money. God bless him. Like the man, that's a lot of money. Like you, <laughs> if you're willing to do it, like shit. I mean, I take it, take every dime you can get. I'm not, I'm not hating on the guy for making money, but if you're asking me like, what do I think's wrong with it? I mean, I thought Ben put it really eloquently. Like it's just, it's it's carnival barking, and and I I don't like that style. I got it. It doesn't mean he's wrong necessarily. I just to me like that's not my deal, man. I would never watch it for two seconds, but a lot of people do. Why he's making the money he's making? But like hell, man, I I don't know. Like I would if I had to do that for hours every day, I'd love the money, but I would I would really genuinely after the show be like Jesus, like this is what I do. Like, this is what I've become after being such a respected reporter and columnist for 25 years. I don't know. The, the tough what, part, yeah. the tough part of that job, there is there is one difficult part about what Skip and what Stephen A. do does. And, and that is what, when you're conceiving all these different takes that you probably don't actually agree with. It does right. become difficult to be able to keep track of all of them. That's true. What what that, did I say? <laughs> what did I say on this one? Because you get you're gonna get caught all the time. That's 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 an excellent point. Hey Ben, thanks for sticking around, brother. This is fun, guys. Talk to you. Good to see, good to see you. We'll see you next week. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. 
Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Verem, you want it? Uh, we got two little quick nuggets to, to bust out on your run. You want Mike Zimmer out no matter what in Minnesota, even if they make the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, th- th- they're not good, man. And, like, the NFC, the bottom of it's bad. Like, if they make the playoffs on, like, 8-9 and nine and losing a wide guy, who cares? I, I, to me, they win a playoff game, then we could talk. But if they don't win a playoff game, I'm, I'm out. I don't care if they're the seventh seed in a bad conference. They've had the most disappointing year as far as they're literally in every game and they're going to be fighting to tooth and nail to get in the playoffs. And, and is that not every year with them? That's fair. Like that's- it's every year. At some point, and you watch them, there's a maddening football team. I mean, just the dumbest mistake. You got cousins lining up under the guard. Like, like what is happening? I mean, <laughs> how, how does that happen? They're just they're just they're poorly coached. And I like Mike Zimmer, but they're poorly coached. See, that's the thing, too. Like, I, I, I think – um, you know, at the end of the day, Mike Zimmer coaching my football team, you could do a lot worse, but maybe it's time for a, ch- a change in Minnesota. Yeah. He's he's been he's been there. Could all- do a lot worse, but I, I I think it's just over. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap up. You know, we we've touched on the Chargers, we've touched on the Niners, but let's just uh, put them both out there. Then let's we'll do San Francisco first. Do you think the Niners bouncing back here? Do you think they're a real threat in the NFC? I don't think they're a threat to win the Super Bowl. I think they're a threat to get in the playoffs and win a game. Um. I think they're a live dog in a wild, in a wild card game. They're too inconsistent. And Garoppolo, like I, I know he's been to the Super Bowl, but that was like under incredibly perfect circumstances. Like I, I just don't see that happening again. But you know, if they're like a six seed and they play Dallas in the first round, could they win that game? Yeah, they could. Like the Niners are good, so uh, I give them a lot of credit, man. Three and five, they look done as done could be. They yeah. really turned it around. It's a, it's a huge bounce back, and they've been a like if you run my line back to the start of the season, most people, if you pulled it out, I, I think at San Francisco one in the West, right? I mean, yeah, I mean them or the Rams. I mean, it was the that's that's I'm I'm, I'm probably misspeaking there. The Rams were probably had them by ten percent, but a lot of people like the Niners. Yeah, and and good point by Gonzo the Beast. By the way, Matt Nagy still got a job. That was my biggest the Thanksgiving. I don't know how you spent your holiday, Vertoram, but when Matt Nagy slammed down his headset in in defiance and celebration that they beat the Lions sixteen fourteen after the Lions actually beat the Lions, that was uh, that was oh, a, he's, he's he's atrocious. I mean, they they couldn't fire him fast enough, but they'll wait well, till the end of the year. Apparently, apparently they can because they're just waiting around now because they did not like how that news cycle spun. Uh, all right, we talk Chargers and Bengals. You got them in the playoffs? Yes, and by the way, I 100% believe the Bears leaked that thing about Nagy. 100% to see what the reaction would be. Um, you really? Yeah. yeah. I'm not connected. I don't know that it came from like the upper, upper, upper crust, but like I absolutely believe somebody in that building was like, yeah, he's gone after Thanksgiving. Like I think that conversation was had, and then – it was so poorly handled that I think they were just like, ah, uh, let's wait a little bit and we'll just deny it. Like I, I mean, yeah, I've got I, some, I've got some good knowledge on what went on behind the scenes. That's you could, you well, could tell I'm, I'm all here. Well, look, uh, the dude was going to get fired. He was, he was going to be out. And, um, 
and he he was in in essence from my from my understanding was basically telling the team that uh he was going to be out not fully but um certainly hinted at it what do you mean oh not fully they didn't fully say it didn't didn't say it but he he, 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 he he i think he thought he was done um and i your to your point did was it leaked intentionally to to I, I I don't know why they would do that. So it it got out not directly from the Bears, but people in the know, and um, and I I think the Bears just absolutely hated the way it it made them look. So that so in defiance, they, you know, okay, we'll 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 do what we've always done in the in 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 Bears land, which is let you hang around. And and by the way, they they very well could lose out. Their their schedule is uh, incredibly difficult. And, uh, but you know, they, you mean you, you, uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you got the Cardinals, the Packers, the Vikings, and then it eases up at the back end here, but you see Minnesota again, you got the Seahawks and the Giants. I mean, I don't know. You, you lose to the cards, packs the Vikings the next three weeks. Is he still there? And then you got the two week NFL window at the end of the season. I don't see how he makes it past that point, but we'll see. No, no. But, uh, listen, to get back to the question, but that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I just felt like the Bears kind of floated that out there. And then it was like – and like I said, I don't know that it came from like GM or owner. I don't think that – but I think it came from somebody inside the building. It was like, yeah, yeah, he's gone. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, God. Like, we look so ridiculous. Like, we've got to backtrack this thing. But that's it here or there. Good job by you, Carm. Uh-huh. Chargers, I think they make the playoffs. I think they're a wild card team. Um, their schedule's not that hard. They get Denver again. At home, they get the Raiders. It's on the road, but they can win that game. It's the last game of the year. They get Houston. They get the Giants at home. Both, excuse me, they get the Giants at home. Houston on the road, I believe. Um, that should be four wins. And if they get the ten wins, I think they're going to win the the, the the playoff spot. You know, at the bottom half, of the NFC playoff picture. I think they get in as a wild card. I do not think they win the division. Uh, I think the AFC. Look, I think right now you're pretty much looking at Buffalo and New England are getting in. I believe Cincinnati and Baltimore are in. Tennessee's in, the Chiefs are going to be in, barring a a horrible downturn. And then the Chargers, like the only argument, who's the other team? Like the Colts, maybe? Like that would be the only team that I think could maybe beat them out. Like the Dolphins built themselves too big of a hole. Um, I don't believe the Raiders or Broncos make the playoffs. So, or the Steelers or the Browns. So that's where I'm at. More consistent Herbert, for for what you, it's, it's what I would say. It's got to be better, but I think it's a team issue more than it is a Herbert issue. That's fair, too. That's fair, too. It's not just on him. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to Stack in the Box. We appreciate it. Thanks to Ben for jumping on in here, as always, with our picks. And, uh, hey, Vernon Ramp, week 13, buddy. We are in the we are in the, the final third with the playoffs lurking. So uh, we're getting down to it now, which uh, we everybody's we, uh, we are. We are. But I think the more important thing is to end, as we always do, what's, uh, what's going on with you, Carl? Oh, Right. Um, well, hang on. Poppy's in the in the office. Yeah, hang on. Let me, let me let me let me. Uh... You go ahead. You go ahead. I'll fill time here. Poppy is uh, alive and in the office, which is which is good news because frankly, so uh, it was it was it's like fifty fifty every it week. Is, Poppy's still breathing, but Poppy is apparently here. She's she's still she's still uh, well. She's it's, still going, and that's good considering Carm is. Uh, Really, really, really putting Pete on on those. Look at hey, Poppy making the appearance. Look at that. My God, dog is a, a huge animal. 
So, well, she's she's um she's forty pounds, something like that, maybe thirty, and um she just bigger on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just got groomed, so she says hi to all the fans out there, and um, it's bring your dog to work day. We uh, apparently will be moving some offices here, so this is one of her last times here. And um, say hi to Verderam, hello Verderam, and uh, you know this is a great animal, and uh, that's that's what's going on. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, and uh yeah uh i'm watching the baseball world spin too we can move away from the nba for a second i mean it's just bananas what's going on uh so i don't know if your a's have done anything for the rim i don't think oh, they God, have no. you kidding yeah. me oh, yeah God. The, the a's just found the nickel under the couch cushion and tried to invest it um no listen i actually will go that route with you because the knicks i have nothing on other than the fact thank god they got rid of or they, they put kemba walker in, in siberia because god he stinks um but uh, the devil's getting Jack Hughes back. I am pumped about that. Jack Hughes, my man. Uh, I'm happy to see him back. But no, the MLB, let's let's go there. Or MLB, I should say. Um, the money that gets thrown around is just so stupid every year. And people have to breathlessly talk about it. Like, it's some unbelievable great job by these teams. Like, oh, my God, Texas went out and got Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager and John Gray. I'm sorry. That team lost 102 games last year. And guess what, Carm? They're going to lose 90 this year. Like, that's what's going to happen. Oh, great. We got the best middle infield in baseball. First of all, Corey Seekers hit 30 home runs in his career once or 20, maybe 20, 20 in his career once. Like, he's a he's a really good player. Been hurt a lot, too. Keep going. What? He's been hurt a lot, too. Go Keep going. Right. He's hurt all the time. He's hit 20 homers once. He's never won a gold glove. But, hey, let's give him $32 million a year for the next decade. In what world is that a good contract? And then John Gray, who has by and large sucked for most of his career. Like, oh, hey, John Gray. Like, who the hell cares that John Gray is your number one pitcher, right? But everybody's going to act like, oh, my God. Then the Angels go out and sign Noah Syndergaard so they can win another 80 games this year as he's hurt for half the season, which he's hurt every year for. Like, I, there are a few moves I like. Like Javi Baez said, Tigers, look, the Tigers, they got better as the year went on. I get that. little fuel to the fire, fine. I, I, you know, I like the Mariners going out and getting Gosman, like, or Robbie Ray, rather. I like, you know, Robbie Ray. Like Gosman, Gosman has been trash his entire career, except for last season. That's it. Give him as much money as we can possibly find. You know, Scherzer, listen, I get it. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. You, you, you take your chance for the Mets. Fine. I, I have no problem with that. But some of these contracts are just unbelievable. Like, guys, you're like, that guy's not even an all-star. Like, how are you paying this guy that much money? Oh, it's incredible. I, I hope that people are just digesting that literally any topic, Verderam will go strong opinion. He just went went solid MLB free agency out of nowhere. I mean, you, you'll 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 dive into a deep NBA. I mean, Gonzo the Beast wants to know your favorite wrestlers all time, and you'll probably you know you'll you'll. I, I had one. I I that I I, I you, not one. Really, you won't throw out a Jimmy Superfly Snook out of nowhere? Is that too much? I mean, I would have to give some bullshit answer and say something like uh, you know Hulk Hogan, but I couldn't name one big thing he was ever in. What about an Andre um, the Giant? Have you seen the Have you seen the documentary on Andre? That was amazing, by the way. I did. That was really good, actually. And by the way, just to, I, I just want to hammer home this point real quick. John Gray, who everybody's <laughs> like, man, huge, huge signing for Texas. Huge. 
eight and twelve with a four point five nine ERA last year. Oh well, thank God we got John Gray. I don't know how we're ever gonna like my God. How's anybody gonna hit Texas now? I mean, what are we talking about with these guys? Like these guys are just almost it's the most asinine sport in the world. And then, by the way, and I'll, I'll close on this. Okay, we'll move on from free agency. I have to kill Major League Baseball for one more thing. Have you seen this this proposal they've got? With we're gonna have fourteen playoff teams, and oh by the way, the division winners are gonna get to pick who they want to play in the wild card round. Like, why doesn't baseball just take itself to the bathroom, throw itself in a in a used toilet, and just flush it? I mean, <laughs> honest to God. And I don't even care that much about they can pick whoever they want to play. Like, that adds some intrigue, whatever. Baseball is a used toilet at a a ballpark that nobody's flushed. There are, like, five rounds of people going in. And Manfred is just taking the sport and just throwing it in there. By the way, I look forward to the impending uh, union battle here with with baseball. That ought to be fun. That will be a nice cherry on top of this this big dump. Baseball's taking on everybody. The, the goddamn sport plays 162 games a year, okay? Like, that's not enough. But, hey, let's render that completely useless as we have seven teams get in from each league in a sport where half the teams don't even try to win a game. They don't even care. It's going to be really good to drum up interest from from teams like 7 through 11 in the leagues. If you're a top three team, who the hell's going to give a shit by like July 4th? Nobody. Now, as an Asian, I'm not going to have to worry about that as you saw off the entire team. Fine. I won't watch one game that will suck, and I'm not supporting that crap anymore. But like, look, seven teams in each league. I mean, hey. I hope you're jacked up because here comes 78-win Detroit. And, oh, look, they're going to play 100-win Houston. Oh, the intrigue has me just over a barrel. Like, why? Why are we doing this? It is ridiculous. This sport knows no bounds. You're damn right that's the reason. Money, money. They know no bounds how to screw this sport up. It is incredible. I'm just curious on your toilet analogy, if we have an actual toilet or is it the trough, like old school trough style? Yeah, no, no, not regular. I, I just a full-on, tr- tr- five is... different people have used it in the men's room without flushing. And Manfred finds, like, look at this one. This this one is, is, is as toxic as it gets. Let me just drop the sport right in there. Let's just drop the sport of Major League Baseball in there. So we can bastardize everything this sport has ever had that's good for it. And people sit there like, well, what about the length of the games? Well, there's a million ways to fix that. They'll never do it because they're too lazy to do it. So we'll play we'll play 10th inning runner on second because, hey, Carm, don't you know those seven extra inning games your team's going to have this year? Now they're quicker. The other 155, shove it, pal. You're sitting there watching eight relievers come in. So you can get it effed up. As, as by the way, the shift just continues to destroy anything that's ever been good about this sport because nobody can get a hit. So now it's got to be everybody's got to be Joey Gallo and try to hit 80 home runs. It's the only way to get a hit if you're a pull hitter. Oh, God almighty. That sport, I love baseball, despite being an A's fan, knowing they have to sell the team every four years. They can't F that sport up enough for their own liking. 
it is incredible. There's an old saying, a smart baseball owner is the equivalent of a dumb football owner, and God almighty, is it the truth. I was not expecting this hot take. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is something. I didn't, Verderam, by the way, if the Oakland A's make the playoffs with 78 wins and they play the 117-win Yankees, you know what you'll be doing? Watching that game, baby, and that's why they're doing it. Cause... You know what? You're right. I'll watch it. I will. I'll, I'll openly admit that. But, man, I'm not saying go back to, like, just having a championship series. And the world, but, like, my God. No, like, the, it's just it, the sport has too long of a season for this shit. The, Who the, the hell is going to watch 162 games? Like, if the, let's just say the Cubs, right? They're 70 and 45. They're going to make the playoffs. Now I know it's not going to happen this year, but let's just let's just say, why the hell would you watch another game until October? Because we're sheep, we love the daily grind of baseball. We love putting on the game, man. We love going and sitting in the sunshine, drinking beer, eating hot dogs. I think you're, it, I think you're overestimating people of my generation, dude. Nobody's doing that. What? Nobody is doing that. Well, it's regional. We we can we gotta we should run, but look, look ballparks are still getting decent attendance. Down. People, People like going to baseball games, dude. They they don't even watch the games. They're they're happy to go and hang out. True, but and then we can wrap here because I know we should. Attendance is down, man. I know ratings but are it, down. There are teams that have a hard time finding radio partners. But, but the, the money is there. They're, 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 the streaming rights and everything else. You they wouldn't be able to pay Corey Seager thirty two and a half million dollars if there you wasn't. It's a billion right. dollar game. Go ahead. You're right, but you're but I think you're short sighted on one thing. Okay. There are certain teams that can spend that money in baseball. It's just been true forever. Okay. The divide's getting bigger. And there are fans like me of small market teams, even though they're not really small market, their owner's just a cheap asshole. Look, there are people like me who will say, as they trade Matt Olson and Matt Chatwin, I'm not watching this crap. I'm just not. I'm not but- watching because my team doesn't give a shit. And, and by the way, the reason I bring that up is not because of me. Like the A's have been plenty successful in my lifetime. The reason I bring it up is there are a lot of fan bases, growing numbers of fan bases in this sport who just don't care anymore because their their team doesn't try and baseball gives them no incentive to do so. If baseball had any guts, even if it caused the work stoppage, they would say we're putting in a salary cap and also we're putting in a salary floor. These teams are going to spend a hundred and whatever, 125 million a year. And if they don't do it, they're in violation, and they're going to get taxed more than that would actually cost in the first place. And we're putting in a cap of 175. And teams are going to spend within that framework. But they'll never do it because they're a bunch of gutless cowards, and they don't want to take on the union. And they're totally fine with the Yankees and the Dodgers winning every year because that's all they want anyway. And But what they're doing is they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. And the NFL is the biggest example of why what baseball is doing is short-sighted. You have teams like the Green Bay Packers, who in baseball would be the biggest afterthought of all time. They're good every they're, they're, they have a chance to be good every year. You are you win and you lose based on the merits of your intelligence and your ability to scout and draft and 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 find fines and free agency. And baseball, you could be the dumbest goddamn front office in the world, and it's fine as long as you have limitless pockets. And I think a lot of fans like myself are going, "Why the hell do I watch this?" For what? For what? To be a farm system for the top six teams in the sport? No, I'm good. And that's why attendance is down and watching and, and the numbers for the World Series are atrocious every year. That's why. That's why. 
I'm okay. Uh, the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series this year. That that was that's small Nobody market wants, though. Nobody I mean, wants the World Series. And the worst numbers uh, in the World Series in the last like, thirty. No, I, I I got it because it was the because it was the Braves against the Strohs. But la- the year before that, the Rays were in the, the series. The Nationals before that. I I hear your point. It it's exhausting. I'm exhausted too. But the Nationals uh, are not a small market team. Yeah, but they're they're not. They're not they have money. They they're not the, the Yankees. They're, they're not they're, the Yankees. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the they, Red they Sox. They, and sure. The Rays, by the way, also have money. They don't spend it. They okay. they are mid market. The Braves Mid-market. have the abilities. Like these teams, like well, whatever. We, there's a whole other pod. This is for you, and Robert Murray, to have this discussion. Okay, Which you can come on, buddy. Well, I'll, I'll have you on the baseball pod when sure. we can and 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 rub it out. All right, hey, thank you so much for watching Stack of the Box. This is the longest episode we've ever done. If you're here right now, you are a true hero, Gonzo. You started with us. You're finishing with us, Gonzo. You are the MVP today, uh, along with you, Matt Berteram. And thank you so much for all the comments uh, that have been coming in, and for those who are watching the stream as we build the YouTube channel. Bertram, enjoy week 13, brother. You as well. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.